0: Section 80 of The Wonder Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. The Wonder Garden by Francis Jenkins Olcott. The Apple of Discord, retold from Euripides, Ovid, and other sources. The Wooing of Thetis. In those ancient golden days came handsome King Peleus of Thessaly, a wooing of the silver-footed Thetis, loveliest of the Nereids. She dwelt beneath the ocean waves in clear green depths, where the silvery sand was strewn with pearls and coral. Often she was wont to rush through the deep water, seated on the back of a swift, well-harnessed dolphin. Sometimes she rose to the surface of the sea, and, rocking on a billow, combed her long hair while she sang softly to the fishes. But more often she slept in a little cave on the shore. Around it was a grove of myrtle. Inside it the sand was whiter than camphor, while the cool green light from the sea played on its lichen-covered walls. One day King Peleus found Thetis in her favorite retreat, sleeping with her head pillowed on the dolphin. He gathered her up in his arms, and lo, she changed herself into a bird with sharp claws and a beak he held her fast and she became a thorny tree he clasped her still closer and behold she was a spotted tiger tearing at his bosom in terror he opened his arms and she slipped from them into the water alas he cried how have i lost her listen peleus said a voice from the waves and proteus the old man of the deep raising his head from the brine shook the foam from his long hair and beard listen peleus and i will tell you how to win yon ocean maid when again she sweetly sleeps in her cave bind her with cords then hold her fast let her not deceive you no matter how many terrible shapes she takes so will you win if you are bold to the end thus saying old proteus hid his face in the sea and sank beneath the waves now when the sun was setting the silver-footed thetis gaily shaking the reins of her dolphin Came riding into the cave and laid herself down to sleep in that cool place. Then King Pelias saw her and, creeping close, bound her with strong cords and grasped her tightly in his arms. Many and fearful were the forms she took—shapes of wild birds, savage beasts, and horrible creatures. But King Pelias held her in a vice like iron and would not let her go. At last, with a sigh, she returned to her own form and said, "King Pelias." Daring man, you have conquered, but not without the aid of old Proteus of the sea. And that is how the handsome king Peleus of Thessaly won his bride. THE MARRIAGE OF PELEUS AND Thetis, Joyously through the groves and caves of Mount Pelion sounded Apollo's lyre and Pan's reedy shrinks, while the fair-haired muses, striking their golden sandals on the ground, with musical ringing, came dancing from among the trees to attend the marriage of King Peleus and the silver-footed Thetis. Richly was set the banquet table, around which were seated the dwellers on Mount Olympus. With rosy fingertips, Ganymede the cup-bearer poured out the nectar into the golden depths of the goblets. Along the white sand the Nereids, the fifty daughters of old ocean, twined their arms in a circling dance." then with arrows of fur and crowns of pine the horse-mounted troop of the centaurs came galloping from their dark cave to the feast now all the dwellers on mount olympus were there except one discord alone had not been invited a malevolent creature she was sowing anger and strife wherever she went so jupiter had banished her from the shining palace on mount olympus when the marriage feast was nearly over Discord herself suddenly appeared among the guests, her face ghastly pale and her garment rent, while the handle of a naked dagger protruded from her bosom. She cast upon the banquet board a beautiful golden apple. Then, her eyes sparkling with malicious fire, she vanished. The apple went rolling along the board until it stopped at the place where Juno, Venus, and Minerva were reclining. Mercury, the wily one, picked it up, and read aloud the inscription written on its side, Let the most beautiful take me. Then arose a violent quarrel, for Juno, Venus, and Minerva each claimed the apple for her own, and had not Jupiter separated them, they would have come to blows. Make haste, take this golden fruit of discord, said Jupiter to Mercury, high to leafy Mount Ida, to the place where Paris, the son of King Priam of Troy, is watching his flock. Say to the youth, that Jupiter bids him decide which is the most beautiful, Juno, Venus, or Minerva. So to leafy Mount Ida Mercury, with the golden apple of discord in his hand, flew quickly and descended to the spot where Paris was sitting. THE JUDGMENT OF PARIS The handsomest of all shepherd lads on Mount Ida was Paris. He knew not that he was the son of King Priam, for when he was born an oracle, had declared he should be the destruction of his country. So King Priam had exposed the babe on Mount Ida to die. But a bear had suckled the little one, and a shepherd had found him, and, adopting him, had named him Paris. So now to where Paris sat, playing on his flute of reed while watching his sheep, came Mercury, while behind him, still loudly quarreling, hastened Juno, Venus, and Minerva. Mercury delivered his message— and the bewildered youth rose to his feet and gazed in wonder. So magnificent and noble was Juno, in her royal raiment and crown, so stately and tall was Minerva, in her rich armor, so rosy and dimpled was Venus, in her shining robes, that he could not decide on whom to bestow the golden apple. Then Juno stepped forward and said, O royal youth, if you will award the apple to me, you shall be lord of all Asia. Good youth, said Minerva. Give me but yon apple, and I will make you a great warrior. You shall always win in battle. Dear fair youth, said Venus, smiling, bestow on me yon prize of beauty, and I will give you the most beautiful wife in the world, even Greek Helen herself. Pale and fair she is, like a swan, and of rare and delicate beauty. There is none in the whole world to compare with her. Give me the prize, and I will send my little son Cupid." to guide you to sparta and to helen so paris bestowed the golden apple upon venus alas time is too short in which to relate all the woes and sorrows that paris brought upon his native land how his father king priam found him how paris himself stole greek helen away from sparta how the army of the angry greeks assembled in many swift ships and sailed to troy how they with the help of juno and minerva Besieged and destroyed the city and carried Helen home. These were some of the baleful miseries and strifes brought about by ghastly discord and her golden apple. End of section eighty.